You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Run like a wild man. I watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. From Auburn University, Bo Jackson. 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 Be correct. Auburn Arena time is 9 o'clock on the dot. Your digital audio device is tuned into the Orange and True podcast, recording live to tape on collegeofmagnolia.com. Greetings and salutations, Orange and Truthers. It is I, Center Crow 2 on Twitter. You find me at Center Crow on Venmo, a.k.a. the comment line. Ryan is not here, but I know he, I know where he is this time. He's not abandoned us or gotten sick or fallen asleep. He's just not able to be on the pot this week. To the other side of me, give you that full Fort Payne ASMR. A man of taste. A man who thinks today seems like a good day to burn a bridge or two. It's the AU chief. Hello. Did you like that? I did. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Nice. I'm trying to drop little subtle references for you to throw you off your game in the in the intro. It worked. It worked. Chief, you watching any of the uh, NBA playoffs? Uh, here and there, uh, I, I usually hold off until the conference finals, uh, but I, uh, I, I, there's, I turned it on for my dogs downstairs while we're doing this, uh, the Raptors, uh, whoever they're playing. Dogs be Raptors game. fans? Uh, yeah, yeah. My kid is. Of course. I love, I love Raptors and T-Rexes. And- of course. I mean, it's the di- I was a big Raptors fan when I was a kid because of the purple dinosaur uniforms. Man, those uniforms that. were insane. And Isaiah Thomas was their coach. Oh, yeah. Was, uh, oh, yeah. It's crazy. Um, I ask because one Herb Jones is going off for the New Orleans yeah, Pelicans. Yeah, I did, uh, did see a little bit of that the other night. Uh, was uh, He just looked great. Like he's a, I hate he, it. He, well, I hate it, but also it's kind of one of those hilarious, like, is that a recruiting tool when he was not uh, – like he was super high draft pick. And no, and he was like a just defensive specialist. And like uh, it also wasn't like he was utilized correctly when he was at the cap store. Right, right. Um. He was third team All American at Alabama, and he was SEC Player of the Year yeah. as a senior. Uh-huh. Which but, is kind of like the award you give. Like, like one of the reasons that Toshiboy got it this year was also because he was just an old guy. Yeah, it's, it's like a. It's. I mean, if you make it to your junior or senior year in the SEC, you're like a pretty your odds of winning player of the year jump up considerably, yeah. especially if you have a big year. Um, yeah. And if you start for a team that wins the, the SEC championship. Yeah. Uh, except unless your name's Bryce Brown. Right. Yeah. I, okay. That's a, that's a good question. Who would you have given that, that to on that? Who is the MVP in the regular season of that team? Well, I, I I think it's Bryce, but because of what I just stated, he because he was a senior, uh, in the I mean broke the record for yeah that's true he broke a record three threes made um, in, in a career and um, I mean he was on a team that went to the Final Four like mm-hmm. I mean, like it, it, they won the SEC tournament um, which was he tournament MVP I believe that's right okay that's what I thought so 
maybe that's a bit of a writing of a wrong there, but yeah, I, I mean, I think it, it it's got to be Bryce Brown. Um, although you know they did not win the regular season championship that year, so um, you know it'd be hard to give it to them. Um, and that team was just a team. Like like if you take Bryce off of it, they don't do what they did. If you take Jared off of it, they don't do what they did. Um, so. You know, maybe maybe he's not the player of the year because of that. Maybe it hurts you when everybody else is on on your team is uh, just as important. Although it doesn't seem to stop dudes from Kentucky winning it. So uh, it's different. Things get different. Yeah, things are different for the Kentucky Wildcats. Chief, I want to talk a little bit with you about the sports weekend that was for the AU Chief. Okay. With We've talked a little bit about this beforehand. You are, and our friend James Jones, a man who knows what it's like to have a Diablo sandwich and Dr. Pepper weight on him, massive fans, supporters of Everton Football Club. Mm-hmm. Everton Football Club is in serious danger of relegation. They are in the, the drop zone currently. Yes. And they do have a game in hand. Um, teams above them. I think the interesting thing about that is like, okay, they are the longest tenured first league team in the in the nation. They've not been out yep. of what uh, the Premier League is not that old. It's only been around since the nineties. But the team, the the league that preceded they've, it, right? They have they've never been out of top top flight. Uh, they've been relegated twice. They came straight back up the next year, and I think 67 is the last time they were regula- re- relegated, I think. I think that's right. American sports fans now, soccer is as much part of the zeitgeist where American sports fans now, for the most part, understand what relegation is, that if you lose the league, yes. you yeah, go yeah, down. Yeah. If you yeah. win the league below, you go up. But right. they don't, I don't know what they get, for the most part, is there are these middle cuts these middle teams that never go down, but also never win the league. Mm-hmm. The teams that go down in Germany, there's a word for it, and I can't remember what I can't remember what it is in German. But they're called basically elevator teams. Yeah, yo-yo teams. Yo-yo teams is what uh, is another term for them. So the elevator team, yo-yo teams, it's Newcastle, the same, yeah, uh, Watford, West Brom, Brentford, Watford. yeah, uh, yeah. I, the, the teams whose logos you look at and you're like, Do I, is that a team or is this something – is this a joke or like a fake team from Ted Lasso? Those teams even, are the ones uh, that, get, that get relegated. Yeah. And then get promoted. Like those are the West teams Ham. that also go up. West Ham's one. Yeah. Leicester. Leicester right. was like actually the West like Lester, classic man. yo-yo team, like up and down all the time until they won the league. Like if you, li- if you look at the bottom five. Or bottom six, it's Aston Villa. That they're they're on the cusp of yo-yo team every year. Well, so funny you say that. Uh, until they got relegated five, four, five seasons ago, they they and Everton were that's right. Tied. They were a middle, they were mid table staple. Uh, so it's, but it's then they went down. The villains Leeds, who is a classic yo-yo team. Except that they uh, were down. They were down forever, yeah. 20 years, yeah. Burnley, Watford, Burnley, Norwich, Norwich City, and Everton. Everton is is the one of these things is not like the other, like standout of this. This is a team that usually is competing for the Europa League or at least the seventh spot. So, so also in this calculation is that the Premier League was started by six six clubs, uh, six teams, and uh, amongst and it's the winningest clubs in Europe uh, and Tottenham, uh, right? Uh, or not in Europe, in, in England uh, and Tottenham, uh, Arsenal, Chelsea, Everton, Liverpool, Man United, and Tottenham. Uh, and this would be the only one of them to go down, uh, if it happened. Um, 
they essentially need to get like five points out of six games. Yeah. Yeah, they need a they need a pretty <laughs> unbelievable result. Um, the, the difference is like a team like there are some teams at like that nine, ten, eleven, twelve spots. Thirteen, like Southampton's thirteen. That are just like, wow, I had no idea they were having that great of a year. Newcastle obviously got an influx of money and all of a sudden they're in the, the ninth spot. They were in they were when they were bought out, they were on the brink of relegation and now they're up to ninth. Um, Everton needs they need a Thai billionaire or a Saudi sheik or somebody to come in. Oh, well, we got a Iranian billionaire that doesn't know what he's doing. Um, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> it, it it's it looks bleak. Uh, they started the year off uh, with a, a manager that no one wanted, uh, and that was we uh, talked about this in the pod this is they started out with a manager that was effectively if auburn had hired uh like some old alabama coach to come like if auburn fired gus and then went out and got bill oliver like <laughs> to coach auburn like that was it was as weird as that but yeah, yeah, he's been was, there uh, but he was coaching for the other team. Yeah, it's um, it, it was bad. So then they fired him too late and didn't. So so usually when a new manager gets hired, there's what's called a new manager bump, and you'll win a game or two. Well, Everton won a game, but it was in a meaningless cup match. Uh, we were uh, after that relegated or uh, eliminated from, uh, <laughs> and so um, and then I think we played. Uh, city or somebody what's insane is we have beaten arsenal who have looked like one of the better second half of the year teams uh we uh beat chelsea somehow uh who are in the top six five or six um and uh we uh, i think we beat chelsea i don't know and then beat united beat united Um, for sure which is uh, stupid. Um, they've been struggling, but it's still like th- those teams are way more talented than we are. And yet yeah. somehow we're managing to pull out results against them and uh, lose not to against – and lose to Burnley who we need to beat to, to get out of this. Like if we had won that match, then we were out of – we were done. It was over. They, they would be relegated and we would, be, we would stay up. And instead, now we got to win a, cu- a game and draw a couple uh, from here on out, which I, th- I think is possible. It's just it, it's like live in it, it, it's awful. It, it's the worst sickness watching a game ever. Uh, and yet, uh, when we uh, I can't remember I can't remember what match that was uh, when, when we won. Uh, a match pretty late in the match uh, weeks ago. I, I actually wept openly like tears <laughs> because I was like, ah, oh, because because if we had lost that match, it was it was over. Like it was legitimately over, and that that kept us, you know, kept Everton alive. It, it has been, um, it, it's made. It's entirely different than like 1998 Auburn or 2012 Auburn uh, because in the end, um, I mean, really, you knew in those cases, well, you know, we stink, but at least we're going to get a new, you know, new situation going on next year. We're going to have a new coach and all that. Um, but with Everton, like if they go down, they're not coming back up right now. Well, this right is away. why everything's a mess. This is why I bring it up. If you're listening to this pod now, you're like, they've been talking about soccer for 13 <laughs> minutes. I I am worried that Auburn is in a similar situation currently in American football. In that, unlike 98 and 2012, a new coach all of a sudden may, was immediately successful and... It was like those years didn't happen pretty quick. 
Yeah. It seems as if, like, the at least on our on our Slack, the tone is dour to be, to put it mildly, on what the prospects of this season is, which would then there's not a lot of like I don't know. Well, it's not like this past in the, season in the, was, was was amazing, right? Yeah, that's the. I mean, that's it the wasn't problem. it wasn't 2012, but it wasn't even <laughs> 2017 either. So it wasn't 2012, but it, man, it was not good. And but the problem is with Auburn, there are there is not relegation, but there kind there kind of is. And I want to. This is my the big point I wanted to make on this pot is like okay. everybody would agree that there are multiple tiers in the SEC currently, sure, historically and currently and currently. Alabama and Georgia are in the first tier by themselves. And though that tier seems to be the hardest to get into and the well, easiest to get out of. I would argue that um, uh, Auburn was in that tier from roughly 2001 uh, all the way till probably 2007. Yeah, 2007, 2008. Uh, yeah, 2008 I agree. is probably probably the end of it. Auburn was in that in that first tier, and and it's you know that I, that seems about right. You know, around around uh, you know within ten years, it kind of rotates around. The problem yeah, is. Because LSU you do, used to be in that tier as well, right. even though they just won a national championship, I'd argue that they are definitely not in that tier. And, but if you had to put gun to your head, which team is in a better situation of getting back to that tier today? Oh, it's LSU. It's LSU. And, yeah. and yeah. the problem is that Auburn has relegated itself hmm. the way that Tennessee did to where it's oh, like, boy. wait a minute, if we don't figure something out, we're going to be like Tennessee is now or like you yeah. can make the case that Florida did for a number of years where they all of a sudden just like dropped down into this middleweight and they could never break through. Yeah. I, I, um, I mean, I, I've all, I've said this through multiple coaching changes is that everyone always thinks that they're going to hire the next Nick Saban yep. and they might, just and turn into Alabama and really they might just be turning into Tennessee. And it definitely feels like we are way closer to the turning into Tennessee portion of this, uh, exercise than, uh, uh, than not. Um, look at, look at Texas. I mean, I, I mean, I, Tennessee, uh, I, in our defense, Tennessee made, uh, multiple bad decisions in a row. Um, Auburn has made one and could hopefully, make that their only one. Yeah. Um, and, and in the past, uh, Auburn has shown an ability to course correct. I mean, you can make the I, case I, that Florida dropped from that first tier mm-hmm. after urban Meyer into the second tier. And it has gone from second, third to fourth, back up to second to third. And they can't seem to find, and they've gone through, Right. This is their fourth coach since Urban. Is that right? Yes. Muschamp, um, McElwain, uh, what's his face? No, I'm forgetting the guy who was at Dan Mullen, and now they got a guy in there now. It's four coaches. Yeah. And it, 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 it more often than not, that's Florida. So they've got the resources. They've got the talent base. They've got the alumni base. And it ta- it's taken them four coaches to try to get this thing back right. Is Jeremy Foley still their AD? Like he's he might be. He's like regarded as one of the one of the better ADs, right? He might but be. Yeah, this is this is happening. I mean, they uh, don't ever lose. The problem with Florida is they never get to like the rock bottom. They never hardly bottom out. Muschamp did once, I think. Whereas they'll fire a guy for going like six and six. But they don't ever seem to be going like four and you know four and whatever, four and eight. Oh, oh, he is uh, he is not the AD. He hasn't been the AD there since 2016. Well, that shows how much we know, professional podcasters. Um, 
<clears throat> yeah, I mean, uh, if you, I mean, that's a good example. Uh, there's also the Alabama example where they were lost in the wilderness for a long time. You, um, but you say that, but we talk on this podcast a lot about how that's a false narrative. They won ten games a number of times. Well, I, to them, though. yeah, to like, them, and, and, and Florida has also won true. ten games. That's true. Uh, multiple times. Uh, I mean, Alabama won a national championship in 1992, but for the most part, from the time Bear Bryant died until they hired Nick Saban, it was they were never they were really trying to find themselves, and and would still be to this day if not for hiring Nick Saban. Um, so you're always one higher away, I guess. Um, one desperation, pay all the money in the world, higher away. Um, I think the problem now though is, uh, and this, this may be the, the point that you were, you were making is that yeah. things move move a lot faster now. Um, the, 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 this league has way more money in it. There's Everybody has these high-paid coaches that are good coaches. Um, there's there's less room for error. There's less time to do what what you need to do to win. Um, uh, it, the the transfer portal makes it where guys can just leave. Of course, you can yeah. try to go pick up other guys, but that, that there's no guarantees. Um, it. It is a – the margin for error is, is really slim. And so whereas I think in the past Auburn has been able to course correct quickly, um, it, it you know quickly may not be quick enough. No. <laughs> yeah. you, you may not – like one mistake and, and that's it. Um, it may take you know two bad hires instead of four for Tennessee. Um, you know, it, it, on the other hand, Tennessee could be one higher away from theoretically right back on the mountaintop. Theoretically Um, nowadays though, you almost, unless you, the Gus Malzahn 2013 season is such an aberration because of how big of an aberration the 2012 season was. Right. right, like the team's talent level was so high because because Chizik had put together top five recruiting classes back to back to back that they were just one higher away. Whereas well, if you're all- if you're recruiting sixteenth to thirtieth every year, I don't care who you hire, you're not winning the conference. There's only there's only real, one real way to to solve it, and that's to recruit at a yeah. very high level. And um. You know, it, it gets tougher and tougher every year to do that. Um, but I, there's no reason Auburn should not be able to recruit at the same level as uh, Texas A&M, for instance. Um, well, the resources are a little different over there. Well, special price of gas yeah. as high as it is currently. <laughs> um, yeah, I, um, I things are. Odd, but I, I don't I don't think there's any reason to panic just yet. No, um, I, I I think that um, I, I've mentioned this before. Auburn fans have a have a tendency to catastrophize. Um, this stinks, and I understand like it it ruins a, a, a lot of people's falls if we're not great at football um and you're thinking all summer about how bad it's going to be i I have noticed an an upswing in uh, morale around Mm -hmm. the Auburn fan base though um i mean shoot uh we might be about to flip a five star from uh alabama and again Um, that's the only real way to do this is to all of a sudden start recruiting at a high level well that's the only way to make people believe you know what you're doing too um and win ball games Right. If he had been, you know, it's it's really one or the other. Like if he had won a bunch of ball games this this um, fall, then uh, he could recruit however he wanted to, and people would probably cut some slack on that. 
Um, if uh, being that he didn't, he needs to, you know, have a really good handle on recruiting. And yeah. That had not been the case. Um, so, you know, maybe we're seeing a, a change there. Um, but I have noticed that people are a little, little less down in the dumps, um, which is good. I don't, I don't think it's good to be down in the dumps about football already. Um, no. even if you know, know it's coming, um, or you feel like you know what's coming, uh, I, because you don't, you really don't know what, what could happen. Um, I mean, just look back at this, this last year, um, uh, halfway through the season, we were thinking, oh, yeah, that is. We might be about to win uh, the SEC. We got a real chance. SEC, before that A&M game, we all thought, wait a minute, we control our own destiny. Yeah, and then it just the, everything fell apart. So I mean, and, and signs were there before, but it 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 was really a confluence of events. I mean, Bo got hurt, uh, which. Uh, Whatever you may think of his talents, that definitely was a difference maker in in how sure. things turned out. Sure, uh, that season. Um, and uh, no matter what you think of play calling or uh, things that uh, root root fit. No, it's not a vet. Rooted root plants. I don't know. What do you, what, is you, what do you call a what's a, what's a potato? Uh, it is a root plant. Okay, uh, it's a tuber. Tuber, there we go. Board. No matter what you think of tubers, yeah, uh, it's uh, you know the it, tuber it, titan. Things, things could have gone very differently last year uh, with one or two uh, things going our way. Um, so, and that's not to excuse what happened. Don't don't think that I'm excusing what happened. Just that uh, maybe uh, even if we're worse this year, some breaks go our way, and then we win more games than you're expecting us to win. And I think for some people that'll actually make them more mad uh, because they want to be over as quickly as possible. Uh, But I I just, I don't think there's uh, I don't think it's good to just be miserable uh, about things. Um, Even, even during the season, if it's miserable, I just, 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 I mean, it's better to just make light of it. Um, as someone who has been deeply uh, involved with Auburn football uh, fandom for a long time now, I uh, just can't. I don't know. It's just a bad way to live. Um, just, uh, just like I always thought, you know, the whole fire fire ex coach crowd. Um, it's just a terrible way to live. Um, Focus on something else. There's plenty of other sports. Totally. Uh, and this is – there's so many other things to do in your life. Yeah, and basketball season is literally like – as soon as football season starts, basketball season is right around the corner. And like uh, it is – I think the the amount of pain and like anger people feel about this yeah. should reveal – more this is how unhealthy you are invested unhealthily <laughs> you are invested into this sport right and this really you cannot control this yeah which is a tough yeah, thing you can't yeah. yeah so so my like i don't i don't have like an official like cutoff of when i'm gonna care or not um i, I mean i can be really really upset about games and and actually be mad about them for years later um but I don't, I, I don't let it become like the way it becomes negative for me is all the negativity around it. That's what I what what exactly brings me down. I exactly. don't I don't actually get super down like I <clears throat> with what happened this year and how down everyone was about it. That was tougher for me than the actual results because it's like well whatever mm-hmm. just keep let's move along it stinks uh i mean what's your i don't know maybe this is a bad uh bad way to be about football but once we were you know once we we're not gonna win the sec it's like well whatever right. who cares what what else happens here <laughs> uh, 
I, I guess that's a double-edged sword. Just don't it, finish seventh. I'm more like that's the, just staying top six. It, yeah, it ruins the uh, – I don't know. Maybe that's the perspective that I that Everton's brought to me <laughs> because I uh, – um, you know, there, it's like, well, we're not going to be in the top four. Let's try to ten- finish in the top seven so we can go to this. And then when that's out of question, it's like, well, at least we didn't get relegated. I think um, it, you don't, it brought you don't that have to me. that kind of relief in fo- in college football, no. obviously. Right. So, so maybe that's part of it. But the perspective there, I think, has rubbed off on me. I think what rubbed off on me with being a soccer fan is that I – I'm able to put perspective in that it's not my life. I'm not from there. Like, I really yeah. want Dortmund to win. But if Dortmund doesn't win, I don't – it's not that big of a deal. I'm not, I don't live there. Like, yeah. I did. I don't currently. So I don't have to like – it isn't so much of my – I just chose to like that team. And it all – and if so there's no like deeper Auburn. thing – I think with Auburn, I mean this could this is uh this could go really deep and I have a lot of a lot of thoughts about this. I, I think there's this Important built up Yeah. I think there's this built up thing where <laughs> Auburn fans, especially that grew up in the state, are a little traumatized from their childhoods where uh, you get picked on because you're an Auburn fan and the Alabama fans give you crap all the time. And then right. you know you go you you move into adulthood, and if if you get a job, there's probably some jerk Alabama fan out there that gives you crap too. Um, but but I have found that um, many Auburn fans tend to project really hard about what Alabama fans are going to do or say to them about Auburn, and I oftentimes suspect that it's actually not going to happen. There's just a it's just a, a something ingrained in our, in our psyche as Auburn fans that, that live here in the state. Um, and, and look, listen, I'm the guy that literally every time I've ever worn Auburn attire outside of Auburn to an event or something, some idiot will roll up in my face and yell roll tight at me. It, it has happened more times than I could count. Um, so I, I, I understand I understand that, that there are jerks out there, but I also feel like there's a lot of people I, – I don't know how to put it. It's a lot of well, – now i got to deal with these people because we suck and they're going to make fun of us. There's I a think lot that's of, it. It's not that Auburn's bad. It's that Alabama is so good and, and Auburn's bad. If Alabama was also going 7-5 – well, I, I, I'd argue that if Alabama was also go, going seven and five, it, the, uh, the 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 trash talk would be worse. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because that was that's my like childhood and, and teenage year. <laughs> like they weren't great, but they still managed like to talk all the crap. Because so, like we got twelve titles, man. Yeah, exactly. Um, Jeez, but yeah, I, I, there's, I, I think there's a lot of psychological stuff with Auburn fans about, about that. And, and a lot of it tied to our, uh, our, uh, adolescence childhoods. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I think I, that that's huge because I didn't grow up in Alabama and I don't yeah. live in Alabama anymore. So right. it is really easy for me to compartmentalize any of this. And I live in Auburn. And I work from home, so I, I don't deal with it like people that are out amongst other people do. So I, I get that. Um, but, there, I mean, I, I essentially became an Auburn fan because I had cousins that just gave me holy hell because I didn't – I wasn't an Alabama fan. I wasn't an Auburn fan either. I didn't know. I was like five. And they just relentlessly bullied me. And so I was like, well, I don't want to be like these guys. No, so, these jerks. <laughs> oh, um, man. Chief's cousins sound terrible. Yeah. Two of them are dead. So. Uh, rest, rest in peace, guys. Whoa. Uh, 
the podcast is continuing to go on a dark path, and I am well, they weren't jerks it. in adulthood, so <laughs> <laughs> they're just you know jerks is like ten, eleven year old, right? Um, Auburn basketball, the bright light that exists on the plains <laughs> that yeah brings us back out of the abyss. Um, they cannot disappoint us because our expectations remain so low because it's Auburn basketball because we have no real reason. Everything that happens is gravy with that team. We have no I, real I reason to expect anything I th- but. I think we're at the end of that. Uh, we really shouldn't be. I'm going to reiterate that. We I are. think we are. This is a blip. I I think we are at the end of people being satisfied um, with just having winning seasons uh, and, and making, making the tournament, tournament I, which is what still every year you should hope to go better than that 500 and make the tournament. That is the goal. That is the sure. goal. Uh, I don't care how many five stars you sign. Make <laughs> the tournament. Win yeah. your first game. That's it. Yeah. Don't yep. get knocked in the first round. That's the whole goal. And yep. and you can say, well, our goal should be to win the conference championship. Sure, that's a great goal, and I would even say that's a that's an attainable goal for Auburn. Now, we should decide. We should be competing for conference championships. Right. Any tournament goal is, I think, right. misguided. It's crap. Yeah. Just crap. Um, ask ask John. Ask uh, Mike Shashevsky. This year, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. the 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 tournament is a or John uh, Calipari. The tournament is a uh, it, it's just a weird thing, and I, I do think it's so much fun that I think it it not confuses it just kind of shrouds, uh, mystifies people, uh, hides the fact that it is a just a really crazy way to pick a champion it's a role that's nice it's not it doesn't even have to be the best team like the best team in march it really doesn't it could be a team that just gets like some favorable draws happens to win if you i mean auburn when we got there we probably should have lost in new mexico state like it was a right. like a very like close thing and yet the, bounce, the ball bounced our way, and then we – I mean, we were playing amazing basketball in March. There's no doubt about that. But, I mean, a team just has to win – has to get a few things going their way, and they can make it all the way to the final. Um, right. You know, it, it, if you are a really good team, it, it makes a difference. Like, you can get there. Auburn was a really good team when we lost in the second round. Um to a team who had been real bad early in the season, like not even like mediocre, that Miami team sucked yeah. to start the yeah, and but they they figured some things out. Um, tournament play, I think favors. I mean, they favor teams with great guards. Mm-hmm. Um, I would. That may not make people feel great about Auburn's chances this next year. I would say not great guards. Um, it favors teams with older guards. Yeah, older older helps. Older guards. So like Auburn, Auburn had two sophomores who had never been to the tournament, and uh, Zep Jasper, who I think had been once. This well, is not like I'm they had a ton of experience. To, I'm trying to think of it, it, teams that have like won with not like with like that North Carolina team that was like all freshmen. Is that the only one that I can think of that's just really young? That, well, that that, that Anthony Davis team had a freshman. Yeah. Guy. And yeah, that team. But usually, I mean, usually it, it is just experienced teams that 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 helps you a lot. And doesn't even I don't even think it really has to be experience in tournament play. It's just experience as, as a player. Um, uh, it, it helps it helps you make it through. Um, I mean, I have no doubt that sophomore Jabari Smith could have put a Auburn team on his back and won a whole, you know the whole thing mm-hmm. on his own, like. I, there's there's nothing nothing could dissuade me from believing that. Um, so you know next year we'll have uh, junior 
uh, Wendell Green, right? Yeah. And uh, Junior, Katie Johnson. Um, yeah. So, uh, and then super duper senior, Zepp Jasper. Zepp Jasper, <laughs> older than most of you listening to this podcast. Yeah. So he will be um, old enough to rent a car without having to get extra insurance. <laughs> he is, uh, I think he's going to be 25 years old. It's insane. Oh boy. Um, yeah. Uh, just to, just back to the original point to believe that you are, uh, you have to win two games in the tournament every year is insane. Um, winning one, I think, well, first of all, like, like we said, and we've been saying making the tournament, that's the bar, mm-hmm. get there. Um, you want to make the tournament and be a higher seed. Um, cause if you just squeak in that, it's kind of cheating a little bit, cheating that goal a little bit, but it is still making that goal. But if you just end up squeaking in, your odds of losing in the first round are uh, um, uh, higher. Uh, so the better you are, uh, the uh, more you should expect to win that first game. Uh, and then just depending on where you fall, the second game could be more challenging. Um, as Auburn has learned twice now uh, in the last mm-hmm. five years. Yes. Um. Uh, yeah. Uh. But on that front, we did have some good news. We've talked about Johan Traor. Yeah. Which is uh, uh, which is amazing. Uh, I believe uh, we had Julian Phillips on the planes today. I think that is the rumor. A Monday visit, which is kind of odd. I think that's so, the rumor, and I've heard. The thing about Phillips that would be interesting is that we really would just be gigantic. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, which is weird. I mean, we were pretty gigantic this year except for our guards. <laughs> We'd be running that back. Yeah. Do you think um, he's playing three? But, well, maybe. Uh, I, I just – I kind of wonder what we're going to do because at, as it stands – um, if the rumors are to be believed, we are no longer after uh, Mr. Broom. Um, so then we're just going to roll with um, Jalen and Traor and Dylan. And I guess uh, Ryan keeps leaving out stretch, but he is still he does included. keep leaving out stretch. That's right. He hasn't left, and that that would be the other five if. Yeah. Um, you wanted to, but it, it's kind of weird. Like, where do they fit? Like, I guess Jalen starts at the four, Traor at the the five. But then, are you really wanting to? When you rotate Dylan in, you really want Traor to sit. You don't want to have to rotate him over to the four so Jalen can sit. It's just a. It, it make for some weird stuff. I, I don't really know how they how they'd work it out. With um, Phillips, I, I don't know. I, I don't, and so I don't know where Phillips rotates in on this. He's six six and So it um, seems gotta be your three. Yeah. Um but I bet he could play four in a small lineup. Right. Traylor plays five. Right. So that you know, do you let him play both and that's how you convince him that he's gonna get his minutes? And, but not be a starter, maybe. Because I Chris, think Bruce Chris Williams, Moore's going to get minutes too somewhere. Yeah, um, he's been getting it at the three. Um, I mean, there is a world where maybe Julian Phillips is your starting three, and Chris Moore is your backup. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, there's a world. There's a world where they, they run out. Zepp and Wendell. Sure. Um. I, I do think that one and two, you know, and then they have. I think to, it's a, KD could play three. They played think, Bruce played small this year at the end of the year. I think it's important to get another shooter, though. I, yeah. I think that's highly important because um, the only. I mean, we didn't. Jabari was our only consistent shooter. 
uh, throughout the year. Um, you know, uh, KD had his, uh, you know, had some stretches. Wendell had some stretches, but not not enough. Uh, I mean, obviously, it was enough to win a championship, but I think that had more to do with our front court than, yeah. our, than our back court. Um, so adding another shooter uh, is, I, I think, high priority. Um, kind of shocked that it wasn't higher uh, than it already was. Um, I, you know, maybe we see some more people move on if we add some others. I, I don't know. Because uh, I think right now we only have the one scholarship left to to, right. to hand out. And so. ch- I, I think, you know, Chance Westry, I'll say it again on this podcast, like I've said it many times, is going to most likely start. Yeah, so I mean, everything that, will, everything keep is forgetting about the 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 two freshmen that we have coming in that are both highly talented. Um, so, and Trey Donaldson's going to want to play, right? <laughs> Um, which is just so crazy because we already have two. Uh, we, our point guard rotation seems to be set. Um, and Wendell's a little small and not, not good enough defensively to, to play a whole lot of two, I don't think. No, I agree with you. Um, but it, and it looks like Donaldson and Westry are both more of that defensive two-guard yeah. mentality, um, especially Westry. Westry seems like he could, he's an absolute menace. So it's just, it'll be interesting. I, I like this is just more fun to me than anything. I, I don't know anything that has had to do with football uh, in years is is this is more fun than any of that. Um, yeah, just the personnel thinking about how they're going to make it fit and, and just waiting to see how Bruce makes it fit. Because I think if there's anything uh, that you could say Bruce is the best at, it is figuring out how to make pieces fit together. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's very good at it. He's not let us down yet um, in that regard. Um, and I mean, I get, you know, maybe you could complain about it. If your name is Alan Flanagan, for instance, where right. you've just kind of moved around uh, and done what needs to be done. Um but I, I mean, I'm excited to see what, what we can do, and you know, when we have like a bunch of dudes that can play a bunch of different positions, that that sounds great to me. And Flan apparently has been killing it in the summer. I saw that well, Katie Katie Johnson tweeted out the other day. That number twenty two is a pro. He's talking about the way Flanning has been playing pickup basketball. Something wasn't right with Flan all year. And if he can get back to right, yeah, then he's not. I mean, he's going to play a lot of minutes at the three. Could like, you imagine? Imagine you're you're, you know, you're playing on a court at the uh, the student act, and uh, all of a sudden, uh, Alan Flanagan rolls in with the uh, with the team, and just imagine it's just a bunch of dudes, like not even other guys. Alan Flanagan just should tear you up. Oh, like, yeah, it would be, it'd be horrible. He's he is such a gifted athlete and has a bevy of moves, just a, a just an archer's quiver of moves yeah. that he can absolutely hey, they destroy you with. They can't call charges at the student hang either. Right. <laughs> and you're not – you are not going to be able to move your feet. No. You get around, he's going to get around you. And God. I just – I'm interested to see – Like la- I feel like last year's flan – not this past year, but the year prior, was more of an outside-in threat. This year's plan didn't look for the three-point shot that often. was more about, look, I know I can get to the basket, so I'm going to go do that. And that well, maybe we needed, we needed, we needed someone to do yeah, that. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's what it was for Pearl. Was like, somebody's got to get to the rim. Yeah. Um, next year, Chance Westry is... He is uh, uniquely gifted in that aspect, is what one could well, say. And Troy is as well. He exactly. can put it on the floor from outside the lane and get in there. So I mean, um, it's not going to be as much of a, hey, will somebody please put this ball on the back, on, right. on the ground and hit and get hit to the rim? Um, 
it's not going to be like that next year. This is going to be much more of a, we need more outside shooting. So maybe Flan shifts to more. Because, I mean, he, he really is a chameleon for this team. When we need yeah. someone to take it to the rim, and, Flan's that guy. When we need someone that could shoot outside two years ago, Flan was that guy. Yeah. Well, and th- this past year, his shot was just awful. And it was off. I, I, I did think very late in the year that perhaps that occurred because supposedly before the injury, he was like tearing it up. He was just raining threes, uh, not missing in practices. I, I, I wonder because I remember all the photos of him shooting from a seated position and then shooting with the boot on if that, if that screwed up his shot, um, at all. Uh, and and maybe you know now that with that behind him he can get that shot back, um, and that'd be incredible because um, I, I know there's so many people that have totally written him off already. Oh, for sure. I I myself have started to have some doubts, um, but I also believe that he could come back and be fine, um, and. And be the dude that he was last year again. Um, and that would be great for Auburn. Uh, if he's, if, if that's the case, I still don't know how we're going to fit all these guys here and where. Um, you know, I, I think there may be some hard times ahead because perhaps some people don't get to play as much. Yeah, um, just just may happen. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking and right I, now I at mean, my phone at the roster, and I'm trying to figure out where all these minutes are going to yeah. go. I, I mean, a, a guy like Jalen Williams, who I think we all want to see succeed, um, just didn't get didn't get a lot of playing time this year. Um, and it looks and like he's, he's a, going to. And he he was a starter last year, so. Um, it's, it's just, that part of it's tough for me. Cause I, I don't, I don't want to see, it does look like Jalen specifically is going to get some, but what, you know, what, what happens to Zep? Like, I, I don't know. Maybe Zep doesn't get as many minutes and he, he came back for his seventh year or, uh, maybe KD who we all love doesn't get as many minutes this year. No, and that's um, – I haven't thought about that, Chief, but you're absolutely right. There's a chance KD is the one who is like, look, you're I, only going to get I, 12 minutes a game now. I've been I've been thinking about that, like how – I mean, because he, he came off the bench for Georgia, and it, it would just be kind of bizarre to put a junior back on the bench like that. But, it, I mean, he could be the guy that loses out on this team um, at, at the two if – we find someone else that's bigger and can sh- shoot more consistently. Uh, Katie is, uh, he's Malik Dunbar in a tiny man's body. Um, he's somehow that's more out of control stock. at times. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but he's just pure chaos in, uh, in a six foot frame. Um, and I, that's what we all love about him. Um, but maybe that guy's not a starter. Um, no, and that's on a, on a better team. That's crazy to think about. And I think a lot of us are, are kind of going ahead and penciling in Wendell as a starter next year. Yeah. And if that's the case, where's Zep getting minutes? Right. That, that, I mean, that's what I was saying before. Like, like Zep, where's Zep's minutes? Because you got no you've gotta get Donaldson, you've gotta get Donaldson, you gotta get Westry minutes, you gotta get KD minutes. There are too many guys. Um, there are way too many guys. I, I wonder if May first is the deadline to transfer. Yeah. I wonder if we're still still gonna maybe see somebody join Devin Cambridge in the transfer. I I um I've heard some things. I don't wanna I don't want to put them out yeah. there. Um, but, yeah, I, I would not be surprised if one more guy uh, leaves. Yeah. Uh, 
and it's gonna stink. Like I, I like I like everybody on this team, so anybody leaving from it, uh, it's gonna it's gonna sting a little bit. Um, I can see Trey Johnson redshirting, which I know guys don't do anymore. Yeah, but yeah, nobody he, does that anymore. He's a two sport player. Um, he's not gonna redshirt football, I don't think. So maybe he redshirts in, in hoops. That makes the guard rotation a little cleaner. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know how that works in two sports. Like, can you just redshirt in one? I don't. I believe I don't really, so. Because you only. Well, I don't know. Maybe I could be wrong. You can't play. I. I. Yeah, because you can't play. Like you couldn't play college baseball and then go, go play pro baseball and then come back and play college football. You can't stack up your eligibility. So I think. I think if you were to redshirt, um, or if you were to play in one, I, I would think that you couldn't redshirt in the other. No, you have five but, to play four, always. So I want to say you can't redshirt, in, you can either redshirt in both, <laughs> or redshirt in one, or play in both. But you can't play in yeah, both and know. then go no, over play question. the other. Good question. I could see it being where you couldn't redshirt. In only one, but also, why not? Why not? Uh, interesting. So I, uh, he'd be my candidate of the guards to redshirt. I don't think there's chance. I don't think chance is going to be on campus in three years. Um, right. I think Donaldson might be a three-year player. I think KD is going to be here for all four. I'm pretty confident. Or five. He's got a COVID year. <laughs> or five. This is Zepp's last year, theoretically. I don't know. Yeah. It could happen. <laughs> he could be 26 and play next year. Um, but I, I don't know how Bruce is going to find minutes for everybody. Because right now we're talking, let's see if I can't. There's, there's only 40 minutes in the game. And you've got. Yep. The only place where there's a lot of minutes is right at the four. <laughs> no, you're right. You're absolutely right. And, and the five. Technically at the five. Yeah. Technically at the five. Because you've got. Zep, Wendell, Katie, Trey, Chance, Johan, uh, Chris Moore. Uh, let's see who else. If, maybe Phillips. Let's leave him out. Stretch. Flan. Flan. Uh, Carl. Jalen. 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 That's Jaylen, 11. Yeah. All 11 could start. Most well, teams have a, a the average is the seven man rotation. Yeah, you <laughs> like, can't play twelve. He's not going to play twelve. <clears throat> so somebody's now, Chris gonna Moore just had surgery. Okay, so theoretically he could use a medical red shirt. Well, also you got to think all these guys have COVID years, so maybe you stick around for one more year here uh, to see what happens. You know. And if nothing if nothing changes this year, then you go and you take your COVID year somewhere else. So. Yeah. Well, it's interesting to see it. We'll figure it out. And we will be back maybe next week with the whole crew of uh, – Yeah. Crew um, uh, I, we got uh, – we didn't, we didn't mention Auburn baseball. Auburn baseball uh, swept South Carolina, and then they're going to number one Tennessee this weekend. Um, if they can just steal a game there uh, – our, I think our chances to host a regional are looking really good. Oh yeah, uh, uh, and if if we can steal a game there and then win our last home series against Arkansas, uh, we're looking at uh, I think finishing up in second place in the SEC West and with a winning record, which is just insane. Or second in the SEC is that that that's what's going on there? I don't know something it, crazy. It would be. Uh, it would be really crazy to to be second in the conference and under five hundred, but that's just how tough the conference is this year. Yeah, the, the conference is uh, pretty pretty wild. Uh, okay, yeah, second in the West currently. Uh, if we were to <clears throat> steal a game at Tennessee and defeat Arkansas, uh, we could end up first in the SEC West and maybe second in the conference. Mm. So. Um, 
I, I guess they don't have full conference standings, so that, I guess it doesn't matter. It's so weird that this is uh, what, well, whatever. I guess it's not that weird since uh, you gotta you can't play everybody in a series and play no. short baseball season. But uh, yeah, uh, so so baseball. I mean, looking up, um, Arkansas is a really good team. Um, so you know that's that's on the horizon. Tennessee is. Are they the number one team in the country? They're 37-3. I can't imagine anyone is better than that. They've lost one conference game. So if we can go steal one from them, that'd be great. Um, hopefully, we well, next time we talk, we'll, we'll have done that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and, yeah, it's uh, not, not tons going on with Auburn sports, but we've got softball and baseball going. So Auburn soccer. Yeah, it's on the horizon. On the horizon. Always. All right. You guys be good. Have a great (laughs) one.